Hey guys, it's Stephanie. Just a quick note before we start this week's episode. I want to extend a thank you and a shout out to our first three patrons, Lexi, Christopher, and Penny. These three have all become buzzballers, which means they donate $5 a month. And with that, they get early access, a shout out on the show, access to bonus content, including sneak peeks, outtakes, the stuff we cut out of the show. So it's super fun. If you like what we do and want to contribute and help support the show, membership levels start at just a dollar a month. And with that, you get perks as well. So you can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash lifewine podcast. If you just enjoy listening to the show and you want us to get more listeners and gain exposure, it doesn't cost you anything to give us a five star rating plus a review on Apple Podcasts. Apple podcasts are pretty much what make or break a podcast. So just putting a few words into a review in addition to that five-star rating will help us monumentally. It'll bring us to the new and noteworthy section, move us to the top of the charts, and help us gain listeners. If you like what we do and enjoy what we produce, and believe me, we love, we love, love, love doing this, and we want to keep doing this. So um, if you're able to support us financially, great. If not, that's great too. We just want you to listen. And if you could give us a review and tell your friends about us as well, that would be amazing. Thanks, everybody. We love you. And here's the show. Yeah, I'm glad you. Uh, it depends yeah. on um, who does them and how. Much I just you think do anything them. that's not you. Well, maybe I have them and you don't even know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. I don't know. There I am. There Shit. You are. I'm loud. Hold on. Hold what is that on. awful noise? That's you talking. Zach. I was going to say it's my voice. Don't get $50 <laughs> lip injections. Yeah. Don't get any dollar lip injections. Why does it oh, sound so bad? Oh. It went from sounding bad to smelling bad? So he yeah. said sound. Oh, I thought he said, why does it smell so bad? I was like, oh, geez. Our sense, all of our senses are being offended. So I yeah, went I the need the buzz ball. I like went I'm, to the I'm like. I went to the buzz ball store today. I need the buzz ball. And the old buzz ball store. Well, I've, you know, we're doubling up today. We're doing two episodes. So I grabbed six. Jesus um, Christ. Which, you know, we don't have to drink them all, but they were completely out of, like, the Choco chi- I'm just going to break my laptop. That's cool. They were out of the Choco Chiller? Well, they had one. There's one. They were um, like, ma'am, like, we only order these once every <laughs> year. Well, he felt bad. He's like, we usually have a bunch, but, like, the college kids love them. So I had to get... So, really, there's um a couple of... There's a bunch we're, of water. We're college kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. 23 skidoo. I was just... I was <laughs> oh, and then there's a peach. Ew, so gross. I will not do deep peach. Yeah. I don't I'll peach it. You'll peach what it? What do I got here now? What is I this? I think you got watermelon. I'll put these in the oh garage. Oh, yeah, let me peach it. Yeah. yeah. Peach. Oh, yeah they, they'll, they'll cool off in the yeah. garage. Here, I'll take that and put them in the garage. America, oh. we're in a garage. Yeah. That's where we do podcasts. It's a nice garage. Well, we're, we're actually off of the garage. Technically, it's called the uh, Skullvex Studios. It really? That's what I call the Skullvex? Skullvex. So what? it's like I'm just trying to be cool. So instead of Skullvex, Skull, because I have like five skull tattoos and I'm very bald. 
Oh. Uh, and then Verx, because it's more fun to say Verx than work. Oh, <laughs> I did or not works. know our studio had a name. It does. I thought that was actually the name of like the part, like if your garage had a separate little room, I thought that was actually the name. <laughs> you mean I was using some like German name for, for like... Yeah, 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 for like some little bit of architecture. Architecture. This is the skull Vex. My nails are brittle as hell. Mine are too, but dying. they just... You need vitamin Maybe I have an eating disorder. Or I maybe you have e? hypothyroidism, because I'm starting to think, oh, ow! Oh, did you just segue us? Yes. But I Dang. derailed I mean, them. I know, I believe me, is the garage talk <laughs> was thrilling. <laughs> is, is that a segue <laughs> off? Are you challenging me <laughs> to a segue <laughs> off? Yeah. Well, actually, before, though, uh, before we do that, Rachel, I have a... I have I'm a, Rachel. I have a little present for you. <gasps> what? Yeah. It's I not, love it's not for your birthday, which is coming up, but this is well. Oh I my gosh, like, I've got a fancy bag. I've already used the bag. The bag was a gift to me, Peach but so I just held on to it. That I gave you that bag. Okay, I thought I was wondering. That's I was bag, like, I think well, that might be from Seth. The last time that you you house sit and cat That's sat right. for us. He, there was a present. yeah. There was it's like candles and a joint. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. did you just re-gift the whole gift? No, to me? no. like <laughs> I pull it out, and he's like, oh, that's what weird. We gave this is awkward. <laughs> that, that peach oh. chillers is. Yeah, well, hang on. No, 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 no. Do okay. that first. Okay, just I just chilling. I wanted yeah, to make there sure there was more. Any, I wasn't sure if there was anything yeah, else. Yeah, do that first. Oh God. Oh my God. What? Shake it up. Oh, you gotta shake it up. We gotta shake it up. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, Zach is, is stealing your notes? moments. Yes, because where you handwrite all your notes. Oh my gosh, where did you get this? A place that makes notebooks. Oh, okay. It's a notebook with I our logo it. on it. Yeah, I will. I will definitely be taking a picture yeah. of this and uploading it to the old social media the Insta. sites. And then, yeah, there's one more thing in the bag. Just little, just little some. Oh my God! I'm so delighted. Thank you so of much. Course, you're welcome. I've been like, it took two weeks to get here. Oh, these are cards. I was like, did you buy me a hair ribbon? I did. You're welcome. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm just telling you nicely, do something with your fucking hair. Do you like them? I love them. Genius. This is why you're you're a business operations person. That's exactly my business. title. Yeah, business, business operations. operations. It's, it's business person. cards. We got, bus I got business, business cards. cards which we will also be taking a picture of. That is yeah. brilliant. And uh, that's some good marketing. Thanks. I'm sad my masters of advertising didn't. You You've know. got like eight other masters. It's yeah, okay. Jesus Christ. How many degrees do you have? I mean, there's a new one every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's She's actually very gonna busy. Be our, that's going to be our next podcast, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll just give you guys my dissertations after every. Oh, boy. Every, Thank you so You're much. Welcome. I've been like, like, I ordered them like two and a half, three weeks ago, and I've just been like, dying for him to show up so that's awesome excited. well i super appreciate Yay. it great marketing let me let me open a buzz ball you know who wouldn't drink a buzz ball who rachel the chicks in this movie all of them i mean or maybe just the ones who are pregnant is that due to no, the calories we're doing oh. anorexia aren't we are they we are and <laughs> have anorexia <laughs> That's yeah. dangerous. Pregnant Rexia. You're uh, right. Yeah, my sister thinks she had a friend in high school who lost that was a baby a, that, that was what we call a misguided segue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was mis misinterpreted. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Lifeline. <laughs> this is Lifeline. It's a podcast about lifetime movies with wine. I'm Stephanie. I'm Rachel. Mm -hmm. I got presents. Mm -hmm. And then there's a mystery person in the room. We'll we won't talk about him. Nope. Oh, our little guys hey. aren't on the table. <gasps> oh, shit. Hey. Almost forgot. They're having just regular old stuffed animal missionary well, sometimes sex. Sometimes you just got to get back to your roots and just Very do it fucking vanilla. missionary. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're reconnecting. Like, I would just like to point out, we're talking about these two little stuffed animals that we keep here in the studio. One's a monkey named Coconut, and the other one's a hedgehog named Router. 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 Porcupine, Sorry. even though he looks like a hedgehog. Yeah, porcupine. Because apparently when I'm drunk, I don't know the difference between porcupine and hedgehog. When I'm sober, I don't know the difference. You should definitely, like, if you're going to pet one, know the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you're drunk in the woods, you're like, little <laughs> hedgehog. But I think they're both spiky. I think, right? but like, they are safe. D- pet head to tail. Yeah, yeah. And then you're fine. But porcupines are kind of like, um, they're kind of terrifying looking. Their spikes are like massive. And, and I think hedgehogs, hedgehogs are always the ones you see like in people's hands all yeah, cuddled up cute. and cute oh. and like little smiles on their faces. Yeah. And this is definitely a hedgehog, not a porcupine. <laughs> yes, that is a He's hedgehog. He's pat him on the head. It's a good, little, good little porcupine um, hedgehog. Rachel, if I remember correctly, you have a joke to tell us. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Why did the ghost go to jail? Why did the ghost go to jail? Because he drank too much booze. Oh, that's good too. It's that not. Is really good. That's like a laughing. I was gonna joke. say it better be better than that. Yeah, I hope so. It's not. It's not. <laughs> You're gonna be sadly disappointed because he was abusive. <laughs> no, that's great. Oh. That would be good for burning bed. Yeah, I know. We should that's just go what, yeah. edit and post to bring that. No, you know, we're gonna in. redo the whole fucking. <laughs> And we're building it off of that joke. Because <laughs> that's the segue we need from you, Rachel. Yeah. Where the fuck was that? I, don't, I, really, I think she's, just, I think she's two all, days late, sorry. two podcasts you, late. You told a good joke, and now I'm yelling at you. <laughs> I know. That's how, that's, how my, that's how I've been today. Oh, it's just I'm like sorry. childhood all over again. <laughs> you know what else is like childhood? <laughs> Being bulimia. <laughs> okay, maybe not. We didn't all have the same childhood, maybe. However, no. No. I only vomited from drinking too much in high school, never from... Not wanting to have delicious food inside of me. Yeah. I hardly ever vomited in high school because I found it disgusting. Well, I don't... Now I embrace it. Yeah. Whenever I have vomited, it's not because I'm like, this isn't gross. I'm going to do this. You know, it's been because, like, I have made a horrible mistake. (laughs) You want to vomit? Try that peach chiller. I'm not joking. Uh, I'm sorry. It's rough. Mm. It's it's a little malorty. Sh- oh, for really? My, our Chicago friends. So, oh, yeah. Uh, did I tell you? I told you guys that I did try that, right? I think you did. And when the you bartender Chicago came recently. back like five minutes later, and the lo- look on my face was still so horrific. He he lost his shit it's, laughing it's at me. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, it was so last time I went to, Chica- to Chicago was probably about five years ago, four years ago. Um, and I'm fr- I'm from that area, but hadn't been back in a long time. Um, and I was. Uh, uh, at a bar in Chicago, Total Dive Bar, and there were um, these dye that people were rolling this, the dye on the, there's like three or four dye, people were rolling a dye on the bar, and they're like, oh, hmm, you know, just having a good time, and so like, I just start picking them up, I've been rolling them, and the bartender just like starts pouring me shots, I'm like, okay, thanks, cool. Turns out, the dye are like, you roll the dye, and depending on what number you throw, you get a certain shot. Mm-hmm. So I was just ordering shots <laughs> Wait, <laughs> by throwing did you the die. Pay for them? Though? No, luckily, I didn't. What? It was a ha- great. It was a great bar. What's this bar going under? Though? Yeah, well, like? the toy. The toy was terrible. You had to plunge it every time you used it. So that was the, that was the. Yeah, the I just call that home. But then when you closed out your tab, th- they made you do a shot of Malort as well. So. Oh. Holy shit! Like yeah. they wouldn't give you your card back unless you exactly. Get Malort. Fuck. It was my kind of place. That's that is that's fun. That's fun. But man, I felt like I think it tasted to me like rubber. That had been set on fire okay. and then had been set on fire like three more times. This is great. All right. Uh, all of our friends out there in Radio Lifeline podcast land, 
email us at lifelinepodcast at gmail.com. Because I love to collect people's descriptions of Malort specifically. Because I think it's the most fascinating drink. It's it's hood absinthe, mm-hmm. first of all, for, for people out there that don't know anything about it. So I think it tastes like a grapefruit you found in an old radiator. Oh. Like a car radiator. Yeah. Radiator. I like radiator. radiator. I heard yeah. radiator, but I wasn't going to point it out. And a radiator, see? That's the Philadelphia. <laughs> take that, take that, that Rad- grapefruit. But yeah. Radiator. Is that a cigar? <laughs> he's, he's ashing a cigar as he says Into it. his mouth? What's that? <laughs> yes. That's how <laughs> it's nasty better than Malort. drinks Malort. You drink Malort and you're ashing in your own mouth. So <laughs> yeah, uh, if, you've, you've, Email if us. you've had Malort and you can describe it in some sort of visual yeah, <laughs> it was that us. alone could be its own Twitter profile. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, what Malort tastes like. Oh and my if God. I was on Twitter and was super super bored, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. good thing neither of those things are the case. Or Ryan thing. Reynolds is in this movie. Ryan I, am I spoiling yes. this for you? Well, I was going to bring out. it up, but it's fine. I he showed up, and out. I actually wrote in my notes: "Is that Ryan Reynolds?" I like I wasn't expecting. it. I didn't realize it was. He has he done five hundred movies in his lifetime. This okay. Fun fact. Like. Fun fact. This movie, which is by the way, when friendship kills from nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah, we should also that. right. Also <laughs> with the name uh, A Secret Between Friends. So much movie they had to give it two titles. Um, this can be viewed on YouTube um, and maybe somewhere else, but I really only found it on YouTube. This movie is listed as Ryan Reynolds' forty third best movie out of forty five total. Really? <laughs> By the, the website Ranker. Wait, so ah. what's 44 and 45? I don't know. I didn't get that far. Uh, um, however, it is the third best movie about eating disorders. <laughs> by that same site. Interesting <laughs> Venn yeah. diagram there. Yeah, that's an interesting. And like one of the <laughs> the twentieth twentieth best best movies with Linda Carter or something. Well, that that yeah. sounds correct. So I have to say that when we started this podcast, I know we started it kind of um, in a satirical manner to make fun of corny, cheesy Lifetime movies, which I'm sure we definitely will hit on a lot of those. But I feel like some of the movies that we've watched, maybe at a surface level, aren't um, the best productions, but there are really some some deep lessons, thought they can be very thought provoking. Yeah. Very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very hard word right there. It's well, it's okay. You you came up with it. That's good. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Score ninety three percent on the GRE and the vocabulary part. What? Hard to tell. Wow. Well, that's yeah. why you have eighteen masters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should see what I scored in the quant the quantitative. Is it the quantitative? <laughs> I can't remember. No, I'm yeah. sure it's high. You're the only one the fucking college. <laughs> it was why are you th- asking us? I, I, yeah. Uh, it was 39% on Well, that speaking side. of percentages, <laughs> this movie has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, no, this is, um, you know, considering we're dealing with made-for-TV movies, yeah. you're dealing with a tendency for lower-budget, lower-quality films. Right. Um, this is good, and it's it's relevant. Um, and, and yeah, well, here, let me let me just give you a quick summary. I do love your uh, synopsis. So Thank I, you. I, I have been waiting with bated breath. Um, well... It's funny because well, so I've got my summary and then I've got the IMDb summary and we're just gonna compare. Ooh, can we guess which one's which? Okay, yeah, yeah, fun game. All right, we're just gonna roll a die and do a shot. Okay, Uh, okay. Malort. When? When? That'll be. uh, You know what? That that'd be a great safe word. 
<laughs> it would ruin the Who's bed. your daddy? Who's your daddy? Malort! Malort. Okay. Malort. Wait, were you pegging someone in this I was. Scenario? Yes. I and know. Rachel, what is I know. pegging? Pegging is oh. when you're a heterosexual male and you ask your female partner to fuck you in the ass with a strap on. Consensual. Yay. Consensual. Consensually. Consec- consensual. Consensually. Consecutively consensual. Now, does it have to be a heterosexual man? Can it be a well, girl? I guess I not. Mean, yeah, I guess. But it's I just think, typically. T- I think typically. Kids, I hope you're listening. Email you're us learn at here. Lifeline Podcast. <laughs> Tell us uh, the last time you drank a lot of Malort and pegged your significant I mean, other. I could, I could see like a like a homosexual male asking like a good female friend yeah. to do it. Okay, like, Eddie, you know, like one of those nights they have too much to drink and yeah. he's like, hey, you know, I do have romantic feelings, but at the same time, like, you're not a dude, so you're going to have to peg me. Yeah. Peg you know, it. Oh, you know I who's guess this? too physically weak to peg someone? You a bulimic. <gasps> okay. I was thinking someone else, but. Oh. Yourself? No. Oh. I was thinking about. You're never the too weak to, the, to the peg skel- the The skeleton um, out the there. The one in the garage? Yeah. Oh. It's not a real skeleton, folks. No. Don't worry. No, no, but, but it is child size. It's apparently, yeah. my new boyfriend. I according to Zach. Yes, exactly. That's who I was thinking might be too weak. Oh. You're gonna need the strap on. Can't be he's, too picky. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Skeleton? Listen to this while you take your kids to school. Yeah, please. It's Perfect. Seriously. Yeah. Fucking seriously. Who needs sex ed when you've got Lifeline? Fuck your kids. So here's here's one. Don't summary. fuck your kids. Do no, not. Don't, don't. Unless don't it's consensual. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> if you insist. Do not, if you insist. <laughs> okay, okay, All right. read, your, read these descriptions Here's and we'll two guess. Here's two summaries. I'm going to sit back here. I'm really up on the mic. All right. <clears throat> when Friendship Kills tells the story of two high school friends, Lexi and Jennifer, who have a shared goal to be fashion model thin, as well as the shared secret of an eating disorder. As they clandestinely feed on this dangerous disease, I already know this is yours. Their health deteriorates, and ev- was it the alliteration? No, it was the clandestinely. <laughs> their health deteriorates and even becomes deadly. When Lexi is confronted with the true severity and consequence of their illness, she is forced to decide: Will she fight to save herself, or is it too late? Summary number two: Two friends keep their vomiting a secret until one <laughs> friend almost <laughs> dies. <laughs> I'm go on that's it oh that's it two friends keep their vomiting a oh. secret until one friend almost dies okay which spoiler alert by the way we're gonna spoil vomiting. all these movies <laughs> Nobody. Like, it sounds recreational yeah when you say it like that I'm gonna go vomit. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's just so like blunt and candid and out there it, it, there's no like poetic poeticness <laughs> to it or anything like yours like that's when when i heard clandestinely uh i knew it was definitely yours i didn't realize how imbalanced those two <laughs> descriptions were going to be um i am imdb is that imdb the internet you movie might, database you might want to uh look into hiring staff for mm-hmm. writing a little bit uh stronger and more evocative yeah descriptions yeah. i don't know who's doing this currently i don't know if it's like crowdsourcing kind of style well and it's incorrect because i mean sure one of them almost dies but one of them actually dies yeah but and it, in it's an not until direct way from the mm, mm, no I mean, okay, we'll get into it. Okay, we'll, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, 
I mean, I didn't know that. This is part of the Moment of Truth film series, which I looked into. It's made up of 23 films. I've tried to find the common thread that makes them part of the series, but there isn't. It doesn't seem to be one. So this is like one of the quintessential Lifetime films. Like it just really crams a bunch of teenage struggles in one movie. Not just eating disorders. There's divorce. There's moving across the country to a new school, making new friends. There's competition and being accepted and all that. So that's um, much deeper than I actually went on it. Um, yeah, but that's, yeah. that's a good observation. They cram a lot in there, and they so really it's do. Like, there, it's there's just so much pressure. It's like my book bag. I just cram a lot. Just in cram there. it all in there. It's like your mom's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's RV size now. You know? oh, my God. Dog down a hallway. I lost my shit the first time I ever heard somebody say that. Oh, really? That was the funniest thing I've ever it's, heard. It really sums up. It, it's a good nicely. visual. Yeah. It's a good visual. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else gets the point across? Ooh. Throwing up. <laughs> I don't no. know. I'm really good no, at the segues, no, guys. No, no, it's no, like no, my that's thing. That's like the anti-segue, I think. <laughs> How do you pronounce segue backwards? <laughs> Wiscugu. <laughs> okay. It might not be right, but it works. Wiscugu. Wiscugu. I'm from Wiscugu, Wisconsin. <laughs> that's, I think that's a real place. It yeah, probably it is. is. That's where Stephen Avery's from. <laughs> uh, so we open on a Juicy Fruit commercial in Seattle. I still don't understand the Juicy Fruit reference. Juicy Fruit oh. is going to Oh, my gosh. You. I was thinking... I was thinking of Mentos? The, the, no, Juicy Juice, the juice boxes. Oh. And then when I finally oh. said it again, I was like, oh, Juicy Fruit, the oh. yellow gum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are like, remember the, yeah, it was like Juicy Fruit. Is yes, good. yes. They and had they, like And they the, like sexualized it. They were like, pull it, take a sniff, pull it out. The juice is going to get you, you do? when you put what? it in your mouth. I remember the commercial, the jingle was very I know, but what? sexual thing are you doing where you're taking you're more sniff. just a sexualized no. person that <laughs> pull sees up, pull up the goddamn juicy fruit <laughs> commercial take a sniff pull it out the taste is gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth that's Commercials. gross you never just straight up just like because it's a dick like it's a cigar <laughs> that's what like, i was envisioning her no. doing but then they say pull it out that's the part i was talking about that was sexual i mean you do have to yeah. pull things out you other than dicks sniff a dick i'm just saying look up the goddamn fucking commercial <laughs> and tell to. me if it's not yeah. sexual you because they're like there's like a chick with two guys and like the gum like passes like there's a open pack of gum of juicy fruit passing through everybody's face in slow motion and they're like sniffing it and they're like yeah and then they like slowly pull a stick out and then put the gum. I in think you might have been watching like the Cinemax version. I'm of saying that, that was the actual commercial. <laughs> okay, bitch. So <laughs> as most Lifetime movies do, this is told in flashback. We see that yeah, first scene at the beach. I'm, I'm a little sort sick of. of that trope. Yeah, like well, I really, I'm getting a little worn out of the trope of like flashback or like mm -hmm. to to get you hooked in immediately, like. The climax happens first. Here's and what's going to happen. Yeah. And what's interesting in like the full scale of the timeline of the movie, that really only happens about three quarters of the way through yeah. the incident at the beach. And yeah. then we've got a whole, whole. mess after that that yeah. Lexi goes through. Um, so essentially, Lexi is new to Seattle. She and her sister and her mom have moved there from Chicago. They got sick of the melon. Of the malort. Of the malort. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, Lexi first had a problem with the malort. She was first an alcoholic and then, then got an eating disorder. What's funny about this scene is that it's so expository. Because yes. like it opens up and they're in 
Oh, they're my in Seattle, which we see. Gracious. We can see the skyline. And then uh, Linda Carter is like, well, here we are in Seattle. <laughs> you yeah. didn't know. <laughs> and Fraser Crane pops in. Waves. Yeah. Yeah. Toss salad, scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, well, I didn't want to get divorced, but your dad had an affair with that woman at the office. And I needed to work this job that they offered me here. in pro-. Like she just tells she's the like, entire all story. I, all I know is produce. because. Right. She knows produce. Yeah. She knows produce. And uh, we see already that the movie's very focused, or just the the zeitgeist of the film is is very focused on eating. Because oh. she's eating, they're eating pizza because they've just moved yes. in. And Jill, yeah. the little sister, is like, that's your second piece and already. Then, and like, she calls so her like a piggy. Yeah. And then, yeah, she, yeah. These Juicy Fruit commercials are really... I don't want, they're kind of making me hot. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I can't hear any of the audio. Did you take a sniff and pull it out? But there's like tits and like but so the the, the one you see where i don't they, remember tits oh no did you see the one where they're like skiing that's they're usually skiing they're skiing or they're on a beach windsurfing but yeah they're just like passing this around everybody's like it's like a joint yeah they are don't the, bogart that juicy fruit people bro are hungry for each other's bodies and honestly terrible gum that loses flavor in like yeah. 10 minutes but but when it bursts, it's a good 10 minutes i was gonna say when it bursts in your mouth the taste is gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth yeah, it's pretty, okay, pretty good. Now that was overtly sexualized. <laughs> how? When it bursts in your mouth? How is that? How is bursting in your mouth well, sexualized? Rachel's never that? had anything actually burst in her These mouth. These commercials before. did have me hot. She's like, I got a headache. Sorry, <laughs> my, my jaw hurts. Are you my, done yet? Yeah. Are you done yet? Uh, that that actually does sound very much like me during <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you got my hair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. So Lexi clearly already has these insecurities. She's, um, I don't know if we ever know her exactly her age, but I think she's about 15, 16 years old. So Lexi thinks she's fat. And it's, it's nobody helps her Nobody not. helps like, her. She, there's that scene right after they've been eating the Well, the she, to be fair, she ate like three pieces of pizza. But she's clearly very thin, but they've got her in baggy clothes. They're trying, because she loses weight throughout the movie. Yeah, so, but. Yes, right after the pizza scene, she's in her room looking at a full-length mirror, and she asks her mom, am I fat? I'm and fat, mom, aren't I? And her mom says, no, you've just put on a few pounds. Yeah, You'll she's, be like, fine. she's like, no, you just need a little exercise. You just picked up you just picked up some pounds over the summer. Yeah. And, and she plays, vo- she's a volleyball player. She plays yeah. volleyball in school. She's like, once you start playing again, you'll the pounds will come right off. And yeah. uh, there, there is, like, she does end up playing volleyball in, uh, in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a game that she's, you know, having an off day, and the coach pulls her. And, oh, you know, yeah. coach is like, oh, you're really good, but, you know, you've got this going on. And also, if you lose a couple of pounds, you could jump a lot you higher. Jump higher. Which I don't think is actually a scientific fact. No. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Like, there's, there's all these external forces just confirming her feelings about herself about her own inequities and we, we see the scale occasionally when she steps on it and now i don't know how tall she is but she only weighs 130 yeah she's like five four five five she's tall i was gonna say unless you're like two foot five weighing 130 is not um not an issue it's not terrible yeah it's pretty but i think that's part of what i mean this movie like i i mean we you know we're both we're both women sort of 
um, you know, loosely. I know. I've, I especially in high school when I was insecure, you know, I was very insecure about my body, you know, and I was puberty was tough on me. I was kind of chunky, you know, and I wasn't really super active. And I went through I had a really traumatic childhood. So I was just like trying to go like just trying to live and go day by day. And, you know, I saw these other girls in high school you know, or even junior high that were thin. And it's like, it, they made it look so easy. I mean, this is going to sound kind of probably silly because I was, uh, I'm just genetically thin. Yeah. Rachel's um, very thin. Yeah. Well, now, now I'm fat, but that's not true. I'm not fat, but I definitely weigh a normal weight finally. But, um, I was extremely underweight until I was probably about 32. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I didn't really have that, but I had acne and I had extreme, extremely thick eyebrows which is why now they're tattooed on because (laughs) you do you get so much more so than I think than boys you just get hit constantly with images Mm -hmm. of just gorgeous hypersexualized women um and you know other girls in your your class emulate them you notice the features that they have that you want that you don't have so you try to emulate you know, you try yeah. to, uh, yeah, follow follow suit, and you, yeah, end up plucking out your entire eyebrows mm-hmm. and then paying somebody $400 to put them back on your face. Mm-hmm. And then they never look the same. Yeah. But I do. If you, if you did have that problem in the 90s, microblading does help. Well, and now big eyebrows are in, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. do you know what I would do for my old eyebrows? Mm. I, I can't figure out why they won't You'd grow help back. Them, what help what them would move? you do? Oh my gosh, like so would much. You, would you kill someone? Yeah. I would also do that for a Klondike bar. Jesus. Oh, wow. That's We've a, got that's so a f- much product placement tonight oh, already. Right. Juicy fruit. Klondike bars. Oh, that fucking juicy fruit. Yeah, you're horny Sorry. now. Uh, so, yeah. So, Lexi's getting all this confirmation from outside of her her own head that, yeah, she's fat, which is really sad. Because she's not. But um, it also, I don't think it was an uncommon thing. Like, so... My sister um, was never heavy set ever, ever in her entire life, but she wasn't bone thin like me. And so people actually did tell her. I think there was some transition. They saw you guys like side by side and they're like, oh, you're so much bigger than your sister. No, I think oh. there was just some weird progression over the 70s, 80s, 90s, where all of a sudden, if a woman wasn't a stick figure, then she was. She had incorrect proportions. Like, mm-hmm. you were either a stick figure or you were fat. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot between. I don't think it's just that time frame. I think that's just kind of like how society mm-hmm. society dictates what's attractive at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because w- the, she even kind of mentions, so Lexi becomes friends with Jen, who's this really popular girl. But she's really nice, which is weird. Like, their friendship is legit. Did you think? I yeah. didn't, I didn't see... Um, well, what about when the photographer wants to photograph yeah, them, and that she, was, you know, we'll but get into that I, but later, I think but. when I when they were showing um, the evolution of their friendship, I didn't see any deep connection because it always seemed like Lexi was intimidated and would kind of always, like, you know, kind of blush or <laughs> giggle. I honestly uh, felt like there was this interesting, weird kind of sexual tension because I also felt that yeah. too. I felt like it's it like could I like your spike, I like your set because they're on volleyball team together. Yeah, and then there was the scene where um, what's the popular girl's name again? Jen. Jen. Jen says to Lexi, "I've been, I've been I've waiting, been waiting for a friend like you. Yeah, yeah, and to share this deep dark secret. Yeah." 
So that was a little bit weird because, yeah, I, I felt like there might have been some. I could I could have seen it going in a different direction. I, but I, I feel like even though Jen teaches Lexi these dangerous practices, there's no ill will or you know, malice behind those actions. I feel like, oh, finally, I have a friend who has the same same goals as I do. You know, they're both in volleyball. They both want to be thin. Um, you know, they, they've just got these same kind of ideals. And so she's like, oh, this is somebody, like, I can share my secret with. Like, she's been holding this secret where she has this eating disorder. Uh, Although she does kind of start controlling it a little bit down the line. But I think that was her attempt to gain control of the entire situation not necessarily Lexi because it never gets because Lexi's just kind of willing to go along with it I don't ever see a point in their friendship where there is except for you know at the at, towards the end when um, Jen discovers that Lexi told her mom that Jen had an eating disorder and therefore Jen's mom found out too and she got in trouble yeah. and she got really pissed off yeah. but, because she had trusted her with that secret. But see, I think I think I arrived at the same conclusion of that their friendship was sincere, but I took it as more the evolution that I saw was more Jen liked Lexi because Lexi was really kind of uh, impressionable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and that so Lexi basically or I'm sorry, Jen was basically saying I've been looking for a friend like you and not on a conscious level, but kind of so I can imprint myself on somebody and maybe that would be bring a positive feedback loop to her saying yeah. what you're doing is OK. You now have a friend like there's mm -hmm. two of you because for some reason humans feel more comfortable when. There's more than one of you. Well, doing you're like an extrovert, so you should understand that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a really hard time doing anything by myself. Yeah, and so now she's got this friend to work out with. We see this kind of montage where they're working out together. Um, oh, but this all actually, this all kind of stemmed from we were talking about whatever society dictates as attractive at yeah. the time. So Twiggy is a great example. Exactly. Well, that's what I, from my understanding, and it might have been exaggerated a little bit, but that Twiggy did set off kind of this revolution of women. Mm -hmm should be extremely yeah. thin. Incredibly popular yeah. British model yeah. in the 60s very, and 70s. Very, very stick thin. Yeah. And so it created that. Yeah. Twiggy, right. So right? At the time, Twiggy. Twiggy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at the time. So, but then, you know, taste changed. And now in the 2000s, big butts are like super right, right. popular. Right, Well, now we have the Kardashians mm -hmm. who are like, People are you getting should have implants. literally no waste, but you're I've a I've always been big butt guy. Yeah. Like, Baby Got Back came out when I was in, like, the eighth grade. And you were like, I, yeah, I understand you, sir, mix a lot. My first um, actual, like, physical relationship girlfriend was a Puerto Rican soccer player. Oh, and damn. She, yeah. So it was in her genes, and I was just like, ever since, like. Well, so Jen, uh, so Lexi, when Lexi goes over to Jen's house for the first time, she sees, well, first of all, she learns that her parents, uh, or at least her mother, that Jen's mother is very micromanaging. She's like, I bought you a bunch of clothes. Um, she even decorated her room. Jen doesn't have a whole lot of say in her whole life, which again comes back to gaining control See, you, you, of things. You really, you glean a deeper meaning off even these movies even more so than I do because I, I took it from the perspective of that Jen was kind of a spoiled brat that she Definitely. had, she had this really beautiful, nice setup and her mom bought her clothes that she admitted that she found attractive, but was really annoyed by. So I took that more as a Jen's kind of a brat. 
She definitely is very privileged. But then after her mom leaves, and she's kind of bitchy to her mom. She's like, I told you to knock. Yeah. So obviously there is kind of like a a bratty factor. But after her mom leaves, she's like, oh, she buys me clothes that like, you know, I would like to be able to pick up my own clothes. She even decorated my room. And she's like, I'm rebelling. And by rebelling, she puts up pictures of Chloe Dunsmuir. She's a fictional English actress model from the 70s. But did you know, you know what? This is a fun fact. So where there's this photo of this Chloe Dunsmuir, Dunsmuir on her, uh, like a giant poster. Yeah. In black and white. Sunglasses, scarf, very sexy black dress. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a uh, Audrey Hepburn yeah. look, you know. But obviously also sort of like uh, an homage to Twiggy because she was a British model yeah. and she's super thin. <clears throat> um, that is actually Marley Shelton, the actress who plays Jen. In the, that picture. the picture uh, of it is? Because she's fictional. That just sounds like that's cheap movie making. <laughs> Maybe. Like, we don't want to pay some actress to come in for these We already had her on set. You're here. Yeah, put on a put black dress. Sunglasses, you'll be fine. Done fine. and done. It's, not, yeah. it's a different person. Exactly. Um, but, you know, kind of like you said, she looks like, and not to, not to slag Marley Shelton in the least, she's beautiful and she's talented. Gorgeous. yeah. But like you said, but like, she has you put a, a blonde girl, like yeah. sunglasses and a scarf on a blonde girl. You know, blonde, thin, beautiful girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she she was very, um, like I said, she she definitely carried a very '90s beautiful vibe. Uh, just super super pretty. But yeah, I felt like yeah. that was kind of like what was really prized. Thin eyebrows for some reason. Why did we ever care about thin eyebrows? Never. I don't ever. even notice eyebrows. I ju- I've never. I don't know because I never touch mine. I don't do anything with them. Yeah, but if someone didn't have them. Would be, I would totally would notice, notice the absence of <laughs> him. Yeah. Well, so at the, so it's when she's he, when she's at Jen's that they go. Th- then she discovers the bulimia thing. Like they just kind of gorge on junk food. And what's here's interesting here. So, um, so my friend Allie and I we grew up to thir- together. We used to play Barbies well into our like thirteen. We were thirteen or fourteen, probably well beyond the age of no, Barbies. No, I, I actually think it, that's secret, that's but it is actually normal because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? It was not? fun. It's, it's uh, just like getting together and talking. It's an exercise in the imagination. Why would you not want to keep that going? Because yeah, once you start living in the real world, it's really not that great. Well, we used to have major adult themes, and any time we played Barbies, like Barbie would get raped. It's funny because this story. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! I, I mean, my I don't bar- mean to chuckle at Barbie, <laughs> but rape is funny. <laughs> but I'm just trying to think of like two children being like. like putting on Annie DeFranco for Barbie and they put a like a little that's I had adult themes but I meant consensual adult although I would occasionally like kill them off or rip their heads off yeah their heads came off so easily so did wait this is something I guess I've always wondered do adolescent girls make their Barbies fuck yeah because dudes totally make their G.I. Joe's not fuck each other. You fuck a lady. G. Fuck G. a Barty. Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess she fuck like GI Joe to, on GI Joe action. I think, on the kid. I no, there was children, lots of children. Banging. I mean, I think we were like seven, eight, nine, and they were like the Barbies were fucking all the time. Yeah, because huh. you know what it is. It's a natural right. human. Have you seen yeah, but I her body? Like it's made for girl, having sex. So I don't know. Other than Ken doesn't have a wiener. Yeah, doesn't. they're all they're all smooth and sexless down there. Which is okay. That's fine. We don't judge. Right. Well, uh, so he pegged her. Ken would always peg her. Uh, they he pegged her. Yeah. Okay. I think that's just anal sex. 
No, well, he had no, to put he, a strap he on. He had a strap on. Because he doesn't. What have did a he do with his dingling? He does. Ken he doesn't. doesn't we literally. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay, sorry. I was picturing. Did Ken you make really... little strap-on dildos yep. for your Ken? Out of out of play dough. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. You so at the weirdo? end, it was just smushed. <laughs> <laughs> like a marshmallow through a keyhole. <laughs> That's good. God damn. That's good. Um. So what's interesting is after they pig out on junk food, Jen says, I'm going to go visit La Toilette because they've been talking like in French and stuff. And so Jen hears the puking, although it's just coughing and gagging, really. But um, oh, but what I was going to say is as this scene unfolded, I was thinking of when Allie and I would play Barbies. And this is 98, 96. 96. So we had a story because we would record them. Like on, on cassette. Mm-hmm. And we had a story that really followed this story where a girl meets another girl at school and she tells her about like, hey, you just puke stuff up. And then she also really limits her calories. Like it very, it followed this story very closely, which I don't think is that crazy. You know, it, it, people our age were dealing with that. Yeah. It's just yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. how it mirrored the story very similarly. Um, but she says she's going to visit La Toilette and she vomits. And then she, uh, Jen tells her this, this, you know, tells her about this thing that she does. And she says, let's keep it a secret. But she says something about how, oh, the Ro- just like the Romans did, they would, they would remove it and make room for more. Common misconception. The Romans did not, I mean, I'm sure some of them did, but they, the vomitoriums, I guess it's vomitoria is actually the correct plural for vomitorium. Vomitor- a vomitorium is just a passageway. If you have an arena where they're um, fighting with lions or whatever they did back in ancient Rome, um, they so the, whenever the crowd left, there would there were these passageways, and it would just kind of disgorge the people out. Into, it would vomit. It out. would vomit out the people, and I'm that's what a vomitorium is. There was vomit in those vomitoriums. No, it's just a hallway. Yeah, you don't think anybody threw up in that. Yeah, but <laughs> the word vomit back then didn't meant mean something different. It meant to evacuate more. Yeah, and to evacuate used to mean to blow shit out your ass. No, I think that's what it means now. No, I actually read into it because the wire. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Don't sli- listen, Stephanie. <laughs> no, 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 because there's a scene in The Wire where the um, news editor, somebody says to evacuate, like uh, so many people were evacuated, and the news editor screams at them, and uh, no, the the word evacuate has evolved. and it Well, yeah, they were evacuate. That's what, like, vomitorium was helping people evacuate from the their arena. Bowels? No, they were leaving the arena. With their, their, but they were vomiting on the way. No, okay. So anyway, um, so we see Liz and, or Liz. Liz is a new character, and then she leaves. Bye, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> so Lex and um, and Jen have like, they had this little try and close on montage. They have this little, like, pretty woman scene at the department oh, store. Oh, yeah. What store yeah. were they What at? song was that? Like, well, it was some... First of all, like, that was some high fashion shit they well, were trying on. Jen has money. I don't know if they bought any of it. But and, well, they were also, like, not just trying on clothes, but assess- accessories. And most, like, stores won't let you take sunglasses into the... Yeah. Or hats, because those are easy to, to steal. It was so obviously like a high-quality, Yeah, you know, I mean, they were they were fashionistas, for sure, that mm-hmm. night. For sure. And so, yeah, so now they have this kind of joint secret, joint practice, like where 
they are, yeah, they're basically anorexic. They're doing like 600 calories a day. And then whenever they do gorge, they end up, they vomit. Yeah, like there's uh, a scene where they're at lunch and Jen hands her what? Like a saltine and a couple of well, carrot sticks. in a gift, in a, like a purse, like yes, monogram yes, with her name. Yes, yeah. a very nice little cute clutch. Mm-hmm. But in and, it is her lunch. And tells her to like break the saltine into like fourths or six. It makes it last longer. Yeah. 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 And then talks about gum being the snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they have snacks of gum, which gum is gum you know. is not a snack. I've tried. But I've then she gets this positive. So Lex has lost weight. She's like down to one fifteen or something. And mom finally kind of sees, oh, Lexi is uh is, you know, you're getting she's getting kind of skinny. Um and She's like, you're not fat. Please just make sure you don't do anything dis- drastic. But then again, Cath- Catherine is the mom, uh, Wonder Woman. She's going through this divorce. She's got this new job. She's not really paying super close attention to all of this. So Lex is down to like 115, and she's getting all this positive feedback. Like Ryan Reynolds and Homeboy Number 2, the two guys throughout the entire movie that hang out with them, they're like, whoa, you look so great. I didn't even recognize you. And she doesn't look any different. No, not different at all. Yeah. And that was a weird scene because Ryan Reynolds and Homeboy um, <laughs> are coming up to her. and Coming to CBS this fall. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in her locker with the back, her back to the camera, like, you know, moving books around. That's how I move <laughs> books around. And they, like, tap her on the shoulder. And then she turns around and Ryan Reynolds is like, Oh, you look so good. You look so different. I almost didn't recognize mm-hmm. you. Also, do you want to go to the winter formal? The dance or whatever. Yeah. I that just none of that really is congruent to me. I didn't recognize you. You look so good. But also I wanted to go to the winter formal with you. Who did you want to go to the winter formal with? Doesn't and matter now because Lexi's hot. She's down fifteen yeah. pounds. Yeah. So she's like this skinny little thing. Um, yeah, it's uh it's very strange. And and then at this point, also along the way, we meet uh, Jen's dad. Remember, Jen's dad comes to one of their volleyball games. Oh yeah, total like business douchebag. Yeah, like, he's doing cocaine ride, on the rides her too hard, but not in a sex way. Well, right, <laughs> not in a sex way. That, yeah, they're leaving, and Jen's dad tells Lexi like, "You were great. You served great. Too bad Jen had an off day. She just didn't want it hard enough." So we're seeing the pressure that her parents put on her. Yeah. And also the neglect. There's a tremendous amount of micromanaging on her, but they don't see this entire time. They don't see what she's doing to herself and right. how she's harming her own her own body. Um, anyone else see the irony though in this that they had to cast somebody that was super thin because she gets steadily thinner and thinner throughout the movie and more gaunt. So I'm wondering if. They had. To, if she Are you had talking to, about Lexi? I'm talking about Lexi specifically. Did she have to lose weight? To, uh, no, I think that was role? all makeup. Like, well, but she was a very thin person, and right. they like bulk. They right. like put a bunch of, like I said, oversized clothes right. at the beginning. I think at the the beginning it was oversized clothes. She loses and then, about 30, 40 pounds throughout well, the course she, of the movie. She drops below a hundred pounds. Yeah. She gets to like eighty at one point, I think. 80, yeah. 85. Like in real life or in no, the movie? No, in the, in the movie. movie. Okay. No, she she definitely did not Matthew McConaughey or um Christian, Christian Bale. Bale this. Yeah. yeah. No, she wasn't. But she that. was yeah, but she was already they had to cast she a was, thin she you was already get the part, you gotta make yourself sharp. <laughs> oh my I God. guess. That seems like 
Yeah, exactly. You gotta lose them. I pounds. think it's just uh, I think it's just an interesting thing to think about because clearly they needed for some of the. I, I don't think, given her like young age and and stuff, I don't think they could even ask that of her. I, like, I don't think it, they necessarily asked her of it. Fucking a, they they were asking a lot of people to do a lot of things. I don't think getting too skinny would have been out of bounds. Yeah. Considering what we she found may, out, she may have lost like ten pounds. I mean, but she was definitely not Christian. Yeah, but the camera adds that right back. There you go. <laughs> Especially those nineties cameras. Those nineties cameras. Wide, wide wide angles. Yeah, nineties yeah. were famously known for their wide angle cameras. Um. So yeah, they're they're really suffering. Lexi has these bags under her eyes she's just basically starving herself and i also have bags under my eyes but that's just from alcoholism and not sleeping enough yeah they might make a lifetime movie about me someday what they're not you, they're not gonna <laughs> do it. yeah what would I you what would you call your lifetime movie about you hmm. well when a I bag was too far you have three bags, like under one eye, and then like your in, in your unibrow, <laughs> and then just just right here, like in between my eyebrows, is drooping. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was when I was a very dramatic child and a very competitive softball player, and I thought my mom was being abusive to me, I wanted my biography to be called "The Lonely Softball." <laughs> Jesus, it sounds like a children's book. Yeah, but not I like mean, a good I was one. a child, <laughs> but not a good one. I was a child, the lonely softball, the lonely and I softball. always imagined like this this picture of a softball like right here, and it just had that sad like yeah. perfect shadow. You're gonna have to draw that. I will write that I down. Will. I think it's on tape. Well, do we use tape anymore? Is that a thing we use? I, I, think, it's I think it's mostly digital. magnets. I, magnets. I don't know how how do they work? <laughs> I, don't know. I think tape was mostly magnets too. Ta- a tape is just a magnet. It's literally magnets stuck to magnets. actual tape. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. we're <laughs> we're seeing that was your physics lesson. So Lex is starving herself. Um, we realize that she hasn't had a period in three months because mom looks at her calendar. She mom comes in. She's like, I need a tampon. It's like, mom, when, first of all, I, when I was a teenager, I didn't use tampons yet. <laughs> like Me I was, neither. I was using pads. I didn't want to stick anything up there. Yeah, I know. Gross. Also, mom, why don't you have your own tampons? What's up? Why are you yeah. borrowing your mom's, your daughter's tampons? Yeah. She walks in. She's like, oh, I don't have any. She's like, you were out last month, too. And she gets really suspicious. And she says, I know you've been tracking your periods in your little calendar. And she opens it up. She's like, I haven't worn, I had a period in three months. I know. Mom, you're a little. So lifetime. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What's worse? A mother borrowing a tampon from her daughter or a father borrowing a condom from his son? Condom from his son yeah, by far. That's way worse. What about a mom borrowing Wait, a condom are we talking from about her son? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just good parenting. Borrowing is in that we're going to give it back when we're done? <laughs> okay, because I was. You know what I mean? Because both are well, really like, bad. Know, so I was like, I can, can I borrow a cigarette? And you're like, well, hey, well, you can't borrow <laughs> it. I know, that's All really right, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just. These are the things I think of. So th- this is when we encounter um, that scene with Lachlan Monroe, who I in- always initially think is Jake Busey, but he's the photographer. He works for like the local newspaper and he's at this fundraiser and he's taking pictures of everybody and he sees Jen and he's like, oh, she's got something. He like takes photos of her and she- he wants to shoot photos of her because he thinks she could be a model. This is the guy who was in like scary movie. That's what I know him from. Mm, and then like I some other stuff. Very like, recognizable guy. Um, I mean, un- unless you haven't seen anything that he's in. Um, <laughs> but um, that's how I d- usually describe myself. I'm very recognizable, unless you've never met me. <laughs> there you go. 
but um, he he uh, he he gives this. He's like, I don't mean this to sound cheesy. To this is to Jen, but whoever considered modeling. And he gives her his card. And she's like, always. I'm a vulnerable, attractive 15-year-old. No, I've never considered that. That's not my dream. Exactly. Like, yeah. And though for some reason she thinks that he meant Lexi as well. Although I don't get that in the scene I, at all. I didn't, like I, I didn't think that she actually thought he meant that. I think that she, oh, she, was, just with. she was being, like you said, like there was a genuine friendship. And yeah. she was like, no, if I'm going, you're going. You're because there's a whole conversation on the way there that she's that Lexi's like I don't know if he wanted me here and she's like what are you talking about you're beautiful and I have to say as far as potential models go Marley whatever her name is Shelton. who who plays Jen is very very gorgeous but the girl who plays Lexi has a very um, unique look to her yeah. that I thought it's if it sets her apart yeah. And like I, I can say that the guy I know wasn't supposed to be a high, like high fashion photographer from New York, but when he does, when they get there, and he's kind of like, "Hey, your friend doesn't really have." He's the really look. taken back by yeah. the friend showing up, which yeah. really kind of is a red flag. Oh, super creepy! He's like, "Oh, I thought you were going to be super creepy because there were a few stories in the '90s too about young girls disappearing because men were like, "Oh, let me take your picture. You're yeah. beautiful. I'm a photographer." I'm pretty sure that happened actually at the Oklahoma State Fair mm. in the mid-90s that actually two young women called their mom, said, hey, this guy thinks we're beautiful, and their moms, I don't know, maybe that's an urban legend, but I very much remember that story that, yeah, their moms were like, oh, okay, and then, yeah, they were never seen. They were just never seen yeah. again. Um, yeah, it's a it's a trope, you know, um, it's, it's, well, and. And they, yeah, they show up, and he's he says to Jen, he's like, I don't think your friends really model material. And Jen says, but she's skinnier than I am. Like, yes, she, you know, yeah. and so really hits on, hard on that. <laughs> and then Lexi is like, well, I'm gonna just go because she hears all this. And then Jen leaves too, and she's like, fuck him. She doesn't say that, but they're like walking off. She's like, and I'm that, not going back. That I will say. I appreciated that part because yeah, because uh, she could have been like, well, I'll meet up with you later. I'm gonna have my photos taken. Yeah, by because this I was gonna say, I don't think I definitely at that young of an age or even into my early 20s would have ever had a friendship that would have had that solidarity yeah they would have said well you know this is a great opportunity for me it's I'm too bad you were never friends with any bulimics really you know, a shame that's it one of my biggest life regrets honestly well but this is a catalyst to jen to like oh, I need to lose even more weight. Right. And so she just right. kicks it into her. Like, she's not able to sleep. And then she ends up binging cookies in the middle of the night. Um, and then she goes to a game and she collapses and she go has to go to the hospital. Oh, but we haven't addressed Lexi's father, that he has popped up a couple times in here. And his name, the actor's name is Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor, he was in 90210. No, he and was. And Young and the Restless. He was Roman in Days of Our Lives that. because when he popped up, I was like, I know this fucking guy. You, watch, you watch Days of Our Lives? Oh, fuck yeah, no, I watched no. Days of Our Lives. Marlena. He was all about Marlena. Oh, John. I thought his name was Marlena. No, was his, like, his name was Roman. Marlena, Marlena was the psychiatrist. Or maybe she was a psychologist. I don't know. They called her Doc. Uh, there was John, um, and she was always like. Who wavering. else was there? Oh my goodness gracious! There was Hope and okay. Bo. Who else? Um, 
Gerald, you know, you're really pushing me. Oh, okay. Like, because I watched this in the late 90s. Mm. Maybe, maybe a little, no, all late 90s. But yeah, Hope and Bo. Ro- oh, Hope so and Josh Bo. Taylor was uh, Roman and he was in Days of Our Lives. And oh, yeah. Okay. These are people's names. In Days of Our Lives. Wait, what was it? Hope, Bo. Days of Our Lives. Hope, Bo, Roman, John, Marlena. Well, John. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, John wasn't, he wasn't really the best looking of all of them, but for some reason, Marlena really had an attraction well, to Well, you know, Marlena had that taste. Marlena that taste also kind of looked like, um, hmm. 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 Maybe a high school counselor that for some reason people found attractive like students i don't know i don't know that's a poor description you can cut that cut it out (laughs) my my hand doesn't know how to do cut it out so josh taylor yeah so anyway that was i can't believe we didn't talk about that yeah i know it was really a good tangent So throughout all this, we've got this divorce or separation thing that's happening. Jill, Lex's little sister, kind of just seems to be fine with whatever. Like, she just kind of rolls along. She's always there at dinner, just eating dinner, you know. She's too young to really have insecurity yet. So everything just kind of comes to a head after this whole thing with the photographer. Jen is really like, I'm going to starve myself, really starve myself. And then? She ends up in the hospital. Well, she, yeah, she passes out. Passes at, out. Because wasn't her dad she, actually at that volleyball game? Um, Am I make, no, no. I dad was, was not at that not one. However, game. but she does he, collapse at a volleyball game. Right. And that's where, oh, yes. So she collapses at the volleyball game. And then there's a scene of Linda Carter and the doctor walking down right. the hallway having a discussion about mm. what's going on with Lexi. And Linda Carter looks like. She's more concerned about validating her parking than she is her own daughter. She's just like, okay, and so what would happen if XYZ happens? Okay. And the doctor is basically like, your daughter's on borderline dying. And Linda Carter's like, cool? Well, he's, yeah, he's talking about how malnutrition and anorexia um, makes the muscles really, really thin and weak, and like the heart was, Is you know, affected by that, and so it's like she actually collapsed from arrhythmia, um, which is, you know, brought on by malnutrition and, and starvation. Linda Carter's like, cool. What else you got? I don't remember the way she. Oh, she was even. so cool and calm. If a cucumber had walked up next to her, you couldn't tell the difference. So from afar, her dad. Josh Lexi's dad, Josh Taylor, orders this feeding tube, which this entire time, mom and Lexi, she, like moms have been trying to talk to Lexi and get her to eat again, and she can't. Um, but here's the weird thing. They force a feeding tube into her nose. Is that how a feeding tube works? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was bizarre. I thought no, it went down crazy. there. crazy. Or in the stomach. I thought it was no, like either. They, they go down. Okay. Through, yeah. Okay. Um, they just can, bizarre. Um, yeah, because... Yeah, from my memory of working in a hospital, yes, they go up through the nose. Okay. Because they don't actually inhibit you from talking. That way you – okay, yeah. got it. Um, it, was just, it was just strange. Yeah, no, if uh, – and if anybody out in podcast land knows differently, please let us I'm know. I'm sure you would know better out of – But uh, from my memory, yes, feeding tubes go through the nose. And I, it's, not, it's not pleasant – and it's not uh, it's not fulfilling in the sense that if you actually are really really hungry, 
Um, yeah, just because you like the it nutrition doesn't, yeah, so you it, don't it, die. You are still starving. Yeah. You still feel very uncomfortable. So Lexi just kind of is going through this. Um, she's living at the hospital, basically, and going through these. She meets with the nutritionist, Phoebe, who... Has some some heart to hearts with her. I think they can't uh, not cast, but um, I think they gave Phoebe like some really fantastic lines. They, m- I feel like they must have consulted with a true like sure. dietitian who has dealt with this. Yeah, because she really had some really great insights. Um, just even the small. So she asked Lexi to get up on a scale mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, but she tells Lexi she must get up on the scale backwards. Right. And I feel like that probably is a legitimate like a trick practice. that a dietitian would use. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because when and earlier on when the doctor's talking to uh, Wonder Woman, he says <laughs> that he has an interesting quote. Well, he talks about how they, the, how they approach it three-pronged is medicinal, um, nutritional, and psychological. Because she's currently at a point where she can't. She if she consumes something, it'll hurt, right? It'll or it'll come back up or that right. kind of thing. Yeah, so it's your like body eventually like rejecting starts rejecting it. food. Yeah, uh, I mean, my mom was bulimic for like thirty something years and lived like a totally normal life. So when I found out, I I found out when I was about fourteen that she had been bulimic this entire. I'm time. I'm absolutely not being glib about this, but <laughs> did she not have damage to her teeth? I didn't look very close at her teeth. I mean, I don't. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't because, uh, because I'm anything I could see. From, it wasn't visual. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know, but I thought like sure a lot she of must bulimics have. Um, have very poor teeth just because the hydrochloric acid yeah. washing over your teeth constantly I'm sure destroys her, them. Her, you know, um, esophagus, esophagus was was yeah. you know cor- corrugated. <laughs> the right word? Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> like steel. Like steel. Corrosive is probably, but you know, like cardboard. Corroded. Corroded. Corrosive. She had a corrosive esophagus. She had a corroded, corrugated esophagus. You know how it goes. (laughs) But you could store stuff in it and carry it to your new home. Um, It sounded lovely when the rain fell on it. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. But yeah, so, and it's interesting because the doctor says that she's dealing with all the feelings she starved behind, which I thought was a really good quote because it's true. There's a lot of impetus for these actions um you know and this is where mom starts to realize that maybe the divorce and the move and everything is hitting her a lot harder than she thought you know i think there's been a lot of progress towards um not enough but there's been more towards understanding mental illness and uh alcoholism addiction but i don't feel that we've made any understanding of anorexia bulimia and how much of it is nature versus nurture environment versus internal components mm-hmm. um because I, from what I understand about like anorexia bulimia, you do, and and they address this in the movie that Lexi is standing in front of a mirror, and the dietitian says, "What do you see?" Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, wide hips, fat thighs," and she's like, "Like a like a funhouse mirror." Funhouse mirror. And I I have heard that people who suffer from these illnesses do have a distorted vision of themselves. Body dysmorphia. Yeah. But how much of that is actually driven by outside stressors? How much of that is actually internal? What is, you know, what parts of the brain are working when they look at themselves in the mirror and see this? Like, is this something that's more of a, you know, more of a mental illness and exacerbated by eternal, uh, external factors? Or is it more external factors getting internalized? Well, I think that with any mental illness... 
external factors can exacerbate of course, it, whatever of it course. is. Obviously, I mean, well, that's true of any. Like, especially, but it's yeah. especially one where it's how you view yourself, and you have society telling telling you one thing, right? And it's just it's distorting your view. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, I mean, we've all felt like, oh, I I am unable to view myself the way that anybody else can see right me. the old adage about your the your you are your worst critic mm-hmm. but i just wonder like if you are predisposed to be anorexic bulimic but everybody your whole life tells you you know you're gorgeous would you ever develop that i mean my intuition my gut feeling would be no i say yes because you do because it doesn't matter when anybody else tells you see and that's what i'm wondering you know? and like, i mean even in the in the film you know she's she's not getting the best external you know right and that's they really but, hit hard on that on this yeah. movie So I just, I mean, like I grew up with my dad told me every day I was beautiful and I I got sick of it. I didn't believe it. It didn't matter. You sometimes you hear it so much. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Interesting. And so it's like, and and plus, you know, the fact that, but also wasn't he hypercritical or kind of abusive in other ways? Well, right. And so I had difficulties reconciling, like you telling me one thing and and the other, and then beating me up for getting a B, you know? (laughs) Yes. Because that was exactly right. My, my parents and I would have these extremely horrible fights and then afterwards like a few hours later my dad would be like you know we're only fighting because we love you um i mean i don't know i've read about love it doesn't seem mean but it shouldn't be i don't know so yeah it's super easy to say things like that and i'm sure your father really meant it but then, yeah, like taking it back. And so I just wonder if you're brought up in a genuinely supportive, loving environment. Um, I think it's a crapshoot. I think so, too. <laughs> you know? I think that's the best way to I put think, it, probably. Yeah, no matter how how much love you're surrounded by, if your brain is telling you something, there's no escaping it. That's, that's probably a fair assessment because you think about like there's a lot of people who are raised in like really fantastic families and then somehow still end up abusing, seriously abusing drugs. And you just think, why? Yeah. Like you were, you had everything. But yeah, your brain, your brain just, that's not that what ki- your brain The wanted. kid in Houston, there was like a Dateline or a 2020 or probably both on it. Great kid, great family, loving family, really just raised really well. And then just one night faked a, a break in and murdered his parents, murdered his, uh, well, attempted to murder his dad, murdered his mom and his, and I think a sibling. And the dad ended up surviving. Yes, this story sounds very familiar. Yeah, it was just a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So the kid, they find out and it was like a really well put together plot. I think he had a friend that helped out to make it happen nobody knew it was coming like it was straight a student turned out he'd been lying about going to college like yes yeah, yeah and, I then, do know, yeah. and then he was on tr- the kid was on trial and his dad who almost died from being shot by his own son yeah and who also you know murdered his his wife the guy's like mother, the, yeah forgave him and he was like don't give my child the death penalty i forgive yes, him I know story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i don't and it's like what the that. hell like yeah. perfect family what caught you know what caused this it's just like sometimes you just your your brain implodes yeah Yeah. and ultimately your brain is the driving force and if you have no control over that you don't have any control over how you feel about regardless of what external 
forces are telling you. I, I, I don't feel like people have any control or, or they have limited control over the brain, the, much the same way you have the same control over your heart. Yeah. And I think that's one thing people, and I'm not saying I, I don't believe this too, but people, people believe that you can change your personality. Like, you know, it's just, anyway, back to the movie. We're going <laughs> way, way down another avenue. So Lex is finally released from the hospital. She's she's gained some weight back and gained some good eating practices back, and and she's going to therapy and that kind of thing. Now, didn't uh, Jen come to see her? She visited her uh-huh. in the hospital, gave her a bracelet that yep. says "My Soul Sister" in French. Yeah, and she and then Jen even, or I'm sorry, Lexi even mentions to Jen like, "Hey, you know, you can get help too. You can be better." And then yeah, and then but. Then of course Jen says no because as my dad said I wouldn't want it enough. So she, you know, and and she's it's weird because her disease she's got a bit more balanced. I guess maybe she's been doing it longer and she's right. able to balance it to where it's hidden from her family and her loved ones, where she's not collapsing. She's not you know in in a bad in a really bad way as bad as as Lex. Well, obviously, like, yeah, she's been kind of ramping, like uh, getting making her way up there, and yeah. then she just meets Lexi and like this is what you have to do if you want to be perfect. Yeah. So Lexi's more on the the crash course, yeah. Whereas she has probably learned and developed this behavior over years. Yeah, and and her her parents don't even know it. Um, but this is where. Uh, Lexi confides in her mom and she's like, look, I'm really worried about Jen. Um, and so what's interesting is that Catherine, Lexi's mom, goes to visit Pamela, who is Jen's mom. What Random horse. Well, they, they're rich. They have horses. I know, but like, I just, I, there's this scene where Catherine is driving up to, to Jen, Pamela, their to house. To Jen, Pamela. Jen, Pamela, their house. And apparently Pamela had out had been out riding her horse, but she had been equestrianing ending. Yep. But uh, from the the long view, you can see Catherine's car turning up the driveway, and there's just like a horse standing in the middle yeah. of the driveway. Well, Pamela was just getting off of it. Yeah, I think. she was. Yeah. But it, it just to me like that one little snippet, that little scene was hilarious because it was like you well, see her car. You didn't going see a up single the, duck in the entire scene. Uh, there was no ducks. There were in no this ducks. Movie. Yeah. How do you determine if people are rich without their, ducks? Their duck budget had been blown out. They were. It was a union thing. Yeah. <laughs> the ducks yeah. walked off set. The ducks walked off set. Yeah. Can they we? were like, "Quack this." So Catherine meets up with Pamela, uh, Jen's mom, and I don't know if this was an excuse or whatever, but she's got this sweater and she brings it to Pamela and she says, "Oh, I think." I think um, your daughter. We're alone now. I think we're alone now. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be anyone around now. Uh, except for that I think horse. we should vom now. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Wait, they don't have eating disorders. Well, we don't oh. know that. that we know of. Right. So um, she's like, I think Jen left this at the clinic when she visited my daughter the other day. She's like, she just takes one look. She's like, oh, that's not one of her sweaters. So did we think that was a ruse? I don't know. Maybe. But we never find out whose we, sweater it was. We don't. Which drives but me I, fucking it, crazy. Yeah. Tie up that loose end life, because lifetime. Because it did seem like it was a ruse. That yeah. like Catherine was using that maybe. just to go talk to Pamela instead of just being a woman with brass ovaries and going over there and being like hey bitch hey bitch let's talk yeah well yeah because she says you know this is where she brings it up she's like hey and she brings it up very well and very tactfully she's like i think that 
you know, Lexi's a little concerned about Jen. She thinks that maybe she has a problem as well. And Pamela gets all high and mighty and she says she oh. gets on her high horse she literally gets on her high because horse because the horse is right there and yeah. it's pretty high and she says it's just i a horse smoking just smoking a joint, a joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad it's zack of horses <laughs> I, you just said hey, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> i would get high with a horse was that your sure. wait was that your horse <laughs> <laughs> what is that is that a ghost of a horse <laughs> It's in a boost of horse. Uh, <laughs> it's in a stable. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? I have no idea. You know what? I think I'm going to get high for this. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Everybody listening, get high because we're funnier that way. <laughs> um, but Pamela says, absolutely not. I know there's nothing wrong with my daughter. This is why I gave up a career to be a stay-at-home mom. Oh, yeah. Take that, Linda Carter. I would know if something was Linda wrong. Linda Carter. Fucking quit your job or your daughter's going to die, Linda Carter. So I think this is confession time that I thought Linda Carter throughout this whole movie was Linda Blair. Oh, I was like, she doesn't look the same. (laughs) She doesn't have pea soup coming out of her mouth. That that was my main concern. I was like, (laughs) every time she opens her mouth, nothing comes out. I don't know which Linda should be more insulted than this. They're both fine people. I mean, they're yeah, both right. sides. <laughs> on both sides. On both sides. They're both very pretty. Okay. And thanks. possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Linda Carter had to be possessed. To She's fly, possessed right? by the love of her daughter. Segway. I guess. Um, so it gets bad. Uh, um, uh, once again, Lexi is, uh, she's like skipping therapy um, oh, and th- oh, and this is where she skips therapy to go to this party at the beach. Yeah, that we see at the now very we're beginning. Back to the beginning. Back to the beginning, where they're partying on the beach. Jen is just kind of dancing. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's drunk, but everybody is paying a special attention to Jen because they're like, I've never seen her drink before, and they're super judgy. I'm like, come on, it's Labor Day party. Like they're having a good time. Hey. Um, but at this point. Jen is very pissed off at Lexi because she finds out that Lexi told her mother about her secret, about Jen's secret. And the eating eating disorder. Um, And so she's pissed. She's like, never talk to me again. I don't want to talk to you again. She's ignoring her, you know, phone calls. I almost said texts, but no, this is is 1996. They didn't have those. So um, then Ryan Reynolds invites Lexi to this party at the beach and she's like well okay that's a way for me to go talk to you know go talk to Jen because she feels really bad for betraying her trust it was just that she was really concerned about her and she doesn't want anything bad to happen to her yeah because Lexi has been in the hospital and um is a bit aware how much that fucking sucks so she's like look this bitch is my best friend I'm trying to protect you word for word so (laughs) I actually wrote the movie oh yeah thank you but the whole the whole climax happens when um, Lexi is like trying to chase down Jen. At least the climax happens. Yeah, exactly. No Sorry. one fucks in this movie. Yeah, no, no one dies and no one fucks. If someone oh, dies, someone dies, well, and we just derailed. But you said we were getting to the climax actually, and then I derailed it. I uh, fuck up every climax I, I've ever been involved. I with. was gonna say I'm ba- <laughs> I'm basically a man. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're about to climax. Pull my fingers away. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's just mean. I've Has that happened? 
I've been in a lot of bad relationships. I know. I mean, yeah, exactly. And you're like, what the fuck were you? Why'd you what? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm a man. Exactly. I I baked a cake. You've been smelling it? I just threw it in the fucking garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So Lexi keeps trying to chase down Jen and talk to her, and she wants to apologize. She says she's sorry. And then at this point, Jen's not having it. She's pissed off. She's like, I don't ever talk to you again. Don't you get that I hate you? And she runs off. And then she gets hit by a car, which to me, I'm sorry, it's not funny. However, they're (laughs) they're on a beach. How is a car going fast enough in the sand to kill somebody. Well, she was they were on the road. She okay. ran into the road. Well, I did see the car like driving on a road, but where she's running is on sand dunes, yeah, so it's she, very I, weird. From what I remember of the movie, she was basically like there was a road outside right by yeah, the beach. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes and sense. And I mean, you also have to say this is like a Labor Day high school party, so it probably was another teenager. So didn't know what they, they were doing. Yeah, yeah, they were probably driving way too fast. Yeah, because Fuck you, teens. You're bad people. Unless you're listening, then we love you. Yeah, then you're a lovely person. You're very mature. Have you been to our Patreon? <laughs> Do you know what money is? Well, after you drop off, they're your not kids retarded. Don't use school. that word. I'm going to use that word. Retarded. By Stephanie. I said <laughs> so they're not. Okay, now we have to cut all of that. Yep. Oh, sorry. God it's fuck okay. Jesus. It's fine. We could cut it. God fuck Jesus. Oh, God fuck and now retard I use Jesus' Jesus. last name, too. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. So Fucking we, retard Jesus. So we, fuck. We find out. So we find out after uh, Jen gets hit by this car. She's taken to the hospital. Her parents show up, and they're talking to the doctor. And the doctor says that she wasn't. She wasn't. I said murdered. She <laughs> she wasn't killed by the car. She was. She died of a heart attack. She had cardiac yep. arrest. He and he talks about how her esophagus was just blown to shit. It was corrugated. It was corrugated. And wait, what? Yeah, you had to be there. You had to be there. You were, but she didn't die from the impact. She died from cardiac arrest. And the doctor, who I recognize, by the way, I need to look him up. You recognize everybody in every movie because I watch a lot of movies, and also you've slept with a lot of people. I. Haven't slept with a single person in this movie. We don't know. Okay, that, I slept honestly. with Linda Carter once, but I needed the ride home. Okay? I mean, who hasn't? Who hasn't? Did you ride Have you seen her, Linda did Carter? You, yeah, did you ride right. her, her invisible back? her invisible motorcycle? Is that what she a has? Plane. A visible plane. I like how you looked at me like I'm fucking crazy. No plane. Yeah, because no. I don't know shit like about you're retarded. Yeah, I'm like I'm retarded. Stop. Um, we have to stop you. So yeah, please. The doctor asks asks her parents if was she maybe bulimic. And we see the mom, so the mom is being like comforted by the husband, and we see Catherine, Lexi's mom, hugging Lexi across the hallway. Except that she's hugging her in, inv- in an invisible plane. Well done. Um, and so Thanks. Pamela kind of looks across the room and, and makes eyes with Catherine, and she's thinking, oh my God, she was right. Because the doctor says her esophagus was severely lacerated, which is a sign of bulimia. Then Pamela realizes, oh, this. This woman came to me and tried to talk to me, and I completely blew it off. And now, and I'm now my child's dead. now my child's dead. I'm a fucking so bitch. The rest of the movie is is uh, Lexi dealing with this. She deals with she has a lot of guilt. She feels that if she hadn't gone to the party, that Je- that Jen would still be alive. I'm sorry, Rachel. Would you like to say something? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to upload pictures to our Lifeline. Jesus Christ! You <laughs> hit the, you hit the I figured it out. I had to switch for myself. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's fine. It's just it's weird because the that it's no different than your own. You plus sign. 
little plus sign at the bottom. Yeah, I know. I figured out. Oh, we're doing good. I'm so I glad. just wanted to like in real time oh. enjoy us. I enjoy us in real time. I want to real time enjoy us on social media <laughs> while I didn't have to oh. engage with you. Oh, yeah. is, is that meta? I, I don't. I don't know what that you is. You really love meta. That's my that's my catchphrase. If you is that, caught that is that your catchphrase? <laughs> is that it's your been in every episode. Yeah, oh. it has. I have noticed that. I didn't realize it was a catchphrase. And so has... I gotta s- stop it now. So they fuck, even if they didn't fuck. Because when they, they don't yeah. fuck, I'm like, they haven't fucked, so I can't say so they fuck. That someone fucked Ryan Reynolds on set, at I least. I mean, have you seen him? Yeah. Right. He he ran through that whole set. Linda Carter? Oh, I'm sure Linda and Ryan Linda, boned. Oh, my God. He probably had never had a lady that experienced... She probably blew his fucking mind. She's like, look, I blew, and his dick. I blew Burt Reynolds in like 1976. I don't know if she did. She probably still has his hair like between Linda, her teeth. Linda Carter, please don't sue. Um, She's not Lifeline. listening. She That's might fine. be. Linda Carter, don't turn us off. Don't turn us off. Don't. We love turn you, Linda. We love you, Linda. We love that Y instead of an I. It's great. Keep that up. Fucking A. So the rest of that movie the rest of that movie the rest of the movie (laughs) (laughs) so lexi's dealing with guilt she feels that it's her fault and her mother is dealing with her reeling from this eating disorder her her eating disorders gets really bad she's back in the hospital and then Catherine and her um ex-husband um josh taylor josh taylor is roman constantly are are at odds and here's the deal here's the deal They, they they make the dad as the bad guy but he's always right you know, uh, is he though? most of the time. So Catherine is trying to said there's at the very end, especially she needs to take her daughter to the hospital because she can't eat. She's trying and she can't put anything down. I, mean, I will say this was a little uh, kind of lofty, softy to me. Like lofty, uh, softy. Yeah. As in like, oh, love will see us through. Yeah. Will, no, take your daughter to the hospital. That yeah. made me mad. It's like, OK, this is bigger than you, Linda. You really need to take your kid to okay, the hospital. Look, you Wonder Woman. Yeah. You may be a wonder and you may be a woman but the 70s are over so take so your daughter to the hospital eat it so yeah so even Just it's like the dad it, like eat gets it, eat it the dad Sorry. gets a court order <laughs> to take yeah, no you're not to take Lexi <laughs> to the hospital you don't know which is what she needs but then this is where kind of like she talks to both her parents and she says she starts to realize that I want to fight and dad, this is not your fight. Mom, this is not your fight. This is my fight. And if I'm going to save myself, I need to save myself. I didn't care much for that. Like, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Just because um, I think it really hits on that cliche that mental illness is a battle for the individual suffering through the mental illness. And it absolutely is not. Well, I think it still takes a village. Yeah, they need to support, but yeah. no one else can actually fight the battle for you. Yeah, but they can sell you weapons for it, <laughs> uh, bring you in. Like we did to Saudi Arabia? Well, we always did that for Saudi Arabia. They have a lot of oil. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, so I does just Syria. That's going to be all ours someday. Sorry. All ours someday? <laughs> someday. someday. That's what, okay, we there can cut this com- out, but that's when. There was a tra- comma in there. Yeah. All ours. Oh, Some yeah. Time. Okay, okay. What it? What was? I don't. I thought you were speaking Arabic. I think I have. I'll no someday. Yeah, oh. I heard, like I wasn't. I. So finally, at this point, um, Lexi's realized that she needs to take control. She doesn't want to die. 
Um, she's going to start eating again. She's going to work hard. And then we see her eating cookie batter with her sister, Jill. And so she's come very far. They're just eating batter from the bowl. They have a little heart-to-heart. And then Lexi's back at volleyball. Mom, Dad, and Jill, and even Phoebe are there supporting her. And then she sees the ghost of Jen in the back of the bleachers. Oh, yeah. And Jen. There's Jen a ghost in this? She's not the. She keeps the after vision. she dies. She keeps seeing her, like when she's jogging oh, and when wow. she's. Yeah. It's actually very she's sweet. Like, it's very sweet. Like, she's like, yeah. I'm still with you, which is you know not the case. When someone dies, they're gone forever. Kids, I hope you're still listening, because when someone dies, they're gone forever. You I will never see them again. There's I no afterlife. There's no Santa Claus. I've been dead for 22 Fuck, years, dude. Yeah, and you're here with me. We got to put a disclaimer up now that. We disprove Santa Claus in this podcast. <laughs> well, like put scientifically, we gotta put him. it. We gotta put it in at least the description. I mean, line. Tooth Fairy still exists. The t- yeah, but that's just a fairy? that's just a creep. Yeah, that that's just like tooth. yeah, <laughs> like uh, TLC creep. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's not like that. Song. <laughs> not that like, that, not like that, that at all. Was, was that, I like the banjo version of the <laughs> the <laughs> TLC <laughs> song from the nineties, <laughs> Creep. So that is uh that's when friendship kills slash a secret between friends. And really the only question I have is whose sweater was that? Whose sweater was that? Whose sweater was that? Who sweated this? It was this pretty little purple sweater. Did it end up in a lost and found? Purple is the worst color of all time. It Why? is the color of royalty. No, it's not. Of the sovereign. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna moon them. <laughs> uh, some trivia I found out yeah. while this podcast is going on. I I was into this, but I got to be honest. No one fucked. There was no fucking. And someone died, but it wasn't a murder. Um, well, it was manslaughter. So okay, hit by uh, a car. Yeah, a it was mass murder. But uh, the girl that played Lexi retired yeah. from acting in two thousand one and became a therapist. What kind of therapist? Family. Huh. Those need the most therapy. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have and one. And the guy that directed it directed 20 episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Uh, yes. James Conter. James A. Conter. Conter. He mostly directed. Just change it to Connor, dude. I know. You Nobody want wants it. to say Conter. It's just uh, clunky. Yeah. Come on. He directed a lot, mostly other made-for-TV movies, but yeah, did some TV series, did 21 Jump Street, Star Trek Enterprise, Buffy and Charmed. Um, and also, the, the screenplay was written by Elizabeth Gill. She's got just a handful of writing credits, mostly made for TV movies as well, and one episode of My Called Life. My, so- my, my So-Called called life. life. My So-Called Life. Jared Leto's going to have us killed. Was he on My So-Called Life? Right. Is that where you got to start? Yeah. He won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. I know that from Crossword Puzzles. Oh, he was <laughs> great in that. I haven't seen it, so don't you ruin know, it. Oh, I know I need to see he it. He's an okay on? actor. He's just a bad person. Yeah, he's not what, a joker. Why is he a bad person? I mean, just look at him. Have you seen how he, he I looks? don't know. He has a cult now. When he was he in He bought an island. He bought an island. Oh, what a dick. Out in the Caribbean and uh people come and just like follow him around and listen to him talk and he wears all white. Ugh. Like this is really happening. And then he serves Kool-Aid. Well, but it's like a 30 seconds not to Jim Mars Jones. thing. Oh wait, he's in that band? Yeah. That's him That's his and band? his brother. His brother plays drums, Bob I think. Bob Leto. Bob Bob Leto, <laughs> Jared and Bob. Jared and Bob. Dude, there was a guy and that I And he's like fat and kind of bald. No, he's not. I don't oh. think so. That'd there be funny, though. There was a guy that I actually had to call the other day for work, 
who was a 30-year-old, went by Bob. Also, my my cousin's what? ex-boyfriend went by Bob. You can what's Bob? You can That's you not a name for a young person. Okay, so um, <laughs> that was when friendship kills, slash, a.k.a. a secret between friends. Um, a.k.a. if I end up dead, find Stephanie. 100% Ryan Reynolds and Linda Carter boned. Yeah, 100%. I, w- I want to see that behind the scenes. I actually think that's kind of hard. They weren't even in a single scene together. Yeah, they but probably they were, made some they had, scenes. Oh, no, what I'm trailer. saying. Uh, we can't confirm this happened, but this definitely happened. Definitely happened. Um, Do you think his penis was well developed by that point? Because yeah, dude. I mean, damn. how old was he? Like early 20s? I mean, this wasn't his first movie. Like, he had done some television before that. This was his. I don't know, fourth or fifth credit, I think, by this point. He must have been just running through the, the old Hollywood broads. <laughs> <laughs> just running through them. So uh, find us on the social medias. Except for Blake Lively. Please don't ever find us. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at uh, that. Uh, whoa, not that lifeline but <laughs> <laughs> that we're on that's 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 the other people who talk about ryan reynolds and his penis that lifeline is that that's who talks about that were not that do you ever just never stop talking <laughs> do i never not stop talking exactly yep yep that's cool. actually my entire life are you my boss are you my boss so find us on social media twitter instagram and facebook at Lifewine Podcast. Email us at lifewinepodcast at gmail.com. Actually, I'm not sure if we want that. Email us at. Don't do that. I'm just trying to get our information out there. Not everybody has our business cards yet. You're fucking welcome. Email us at lifewinepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your Malort stories. Send us the movies you want us to cover. Find us on Patreon and give us some money. Send me a dollar every time that you think Stephanie's mean to me. You're going to be out money. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> Stephanie sucks. So many Team Stephanies out there. <laughs> You gotta make yourself sharp.